and uh, I'm so happy to be here, and I'm so happy um, that you are here as well. This is the best place to be on Sundays, mo Sunday mornings, right? Yeah. You agree on that? Yeah. Well, my name is uh, Ed Kral. I'm a student at uh, Moody Theological Seminary, and uh, I'm doing an MDiv um, suffering in intercultural urban uh, ministry. <laughs> And it's a privilege to suffer uh, for Christ in that regard. Um, two weeks ago, I became uh, a member of uh, EBC. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so I'm not only doing my internship, I'm a member together with my, with my family. And you, know, you guys know how it happens. I'm going to tell on this pastor. Um, we were having a conversation in the kitchen. And uh, this pastor um, asked me, Ed, um, are you a member of a church? And I told him, no. And he opened, up the, he opened the drawer, took a knife, pulled it out of the drawer, and put it on the counter. I said, okay, okay, I will, I will become a member here. So. <laughs> but thank be to God for the hope we have in Christ Jesus. We have hope. And today, as you walk out of these doors, I want you to take this with you and keep it. Treasure it in your heart and in your mind. We have hope now and in the future because of the resurrection of Christ. We have hope now and in the future because of the, res the resurrection of Christ. Church, there is no doubt in that. Do you agree with me? Yes. Can I have an amen on that? Amen. 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 All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you. Thank you for the hope that we have in Jesus. Thank you for the certainty, the security. That you, thank, thank you for affirm us that every single day in your word, Father. Help us today. Help us to treasure your word. Help us not to doubt, Lord, but help us have a faith and a belief profoundly in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Last year was a, a difficult for my family and I. I was diagnosed with cancer on March 21st, 2017. It was something that I never expected to happen. I heard about uh, cancer, um, but never had the experience myself. The name cancer sounded heavy to the point I thought that I will die. I remember one of the early uh, Saturday morning in the hospital, alone in my room, my heart was heavy. I was thinking about my daughter, if she would continue serving the Lord if I die. I wanted to see her finish college and have a career. And I also was concerned about the guy she was going to marry. <laughs> I felt that I was not done with my journey here on the earth. At that moment, I went before the Lord 
and laid my anxiety into his hands. I was weeping. I expressed myself to the Lord. I said, Lord, I'm afraid to die. The moment I expressed myself to God, I realized that my life and my future was in his hands. I didn't need to be afraid. His will has to be done. Then I said, Lord, if you want to take my life today, here I am. Take it. I'm ready to go. After I prayed, I had a profound peace inward and the freedom in my spirit. Death and dying are difficult to think and to talk about. It is a reality that we all must face someday. It hurts because it separates us from our loved ones. Some people cannot deal with the loss and they denied it. Others become consumed by substance abuse or shut themselves off from friends and family. People outside of Christ have no basis for facing that with hope. No base on that. In the time of Paul, the city of Thessalonica, the believers were afraid, sorrowful, and grieving. They were uncertain what would happen with the believer who died in Christ. They wanted this issue to be addressed by Paul. And I can imagine the tension that was living between our brothers back then. They said, hey, Paul, we received the gospel with the power of the Holy Spirit. Paul, you told us to walk according to the scripture. We are doing so. Paul, the word you preach convinced us to the point we put all our idols aside. Paul, you know how we love one another. Even you heard about our love. Paul, we saw you share the gospel with us and we followed your example in that. Paul, you told us, you told us to work with our hands and we are doing so. Paul, we are still missing something. Can you please clarify us? Can you imagine Paul received this news from the church? He will say, I need to tell these people something. They need to hear something from me. And then they continue to ask some questions. Paul, what is going to happen with we when we die as believers? Paul, is there hope for us who die in Christ? Paul, what will happen to the believer who already died when Christ returned? Is there hope, Paul? Those are fair questions that, that must be addressed to the church or family members. Maybe you have the same questions. Maybe somebody asked you once about the resurrection of Christ. Are you wondering if your, your father who died last year is with Christ? Maybe you are asking, is my infant son who died after 
two hours saved, will I see my dear sister when Jesus returned? Well, Paul had a question for the church. And he, he told, he started uh, this, this, this passage in verse 13, telling them, hey, I don't want you to be uninformed. Church, I want you to know this. It's important. It's the most important thing of our Christian walk. So Paul, here it is for the church. But we don't want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others as others do who have no hope. Paul is saying, I want you to know. He's saying that although people can be sorrowful after that, there is hope. Paul is talking about the, the Christian hope. Grieving doesn't have to be hopeless because we know the Lord. Grieving is part of the process of healing, so we should not be hopeless because we know we are going where we are going when we die. We have hope when we die. Uh, it was 15 uh, years ago uh, we lost our daughter, our first daughter, Hannah who is with the Lord. She was born early um, with five and a half months in the hospital, didn't have a room for premature baby on that time on the island of Curacao, where I am from originally. My wife and I were weeping for the loss of our, our, our daughter. The nurse brought her to us and I held her in my hand and she took her last breath in my arms and died. On the other side of the hallway, there was a, a, a woman in the same situation as us, who also lost her child. But she was yelling, screaming, and rolling on the floor. And the nurse came in and she told us, I don't understand. You guys are so calm. You guys are praising God, thanking God, and singing. And the other lady, the same situation, but you, are you hearing what, what, how, how loud she is in the hospital? And we had the opportunity to share the gospel with her in that circumstances. Because we know where our baby is. We have hope. We have hope that she is with Jesus and that we will, we will see her someday. Dear brothers and sisters, we have hope in Christ. And that hope is our consolation. Augustine, a leader of the early church, said this. You shouldn't grieve for those you love, as the Hattons do. We who have no hope, we have hope, which is based on God's most assured promise that we have not lost our dear ones who have departed from this life. We have merely send them ahead of us. It is unavoidable that you should be saddened of the death of those you love. But when you feel sad, let hope console you. When we also departed this life, we will join them. The death of Christian is something very different from the death of an unbeliever. The difference is the hope 
the assurance of resurrection that we have in Christ Jesus. Paul's go ahead in verse 14 tells us why we shouldn't be hopeless like those who do not know Christ. We are blessed because we have a living hope. Our hope is not a dead hope, church. It's a living hope. We have hope because we believe in the resurrection of Christ Jesus. Verse 14. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. Our faith in the Lord Jesus is key, church. It's the key thing. Because we trust in the Lord, we have an eternal hope. The resurrection of Jesus was the most important event in Christian culture and theology. It provided the grounds for their faith and belief. To believe is to entrust oneself to an entity in complete confidence. Believe in, trust. Implication of total commitment to the one who is trusted. God the Father and Jesus are objects of this type of faith that depend on their power. By believing in Christ and the power of his resurrection, we have eternal life. Romans 9.10 confirms us that if we confess and believe in our hearts, we will be saved. Faith is the gift of God. So is the air, but you have to breathe it. So is bread, but you have to eat it. So is water, but you have to drink it. Likewise, faith, you need to accept it. So how do we accept this gift? Not by feeling, for faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. It is not for me to sit down and wait for faith to come upon me um, with a strong feeling of some kind. Rather, faith comes when we take God at his words. I hope that we will take God to his word today. God God to his word and say, God, you say it, I believe it. Paul continued uh, giving the order of resurrection, how this resurrection is going to take place. There is an order, and Paul wants us to know. He wanted the church to know. Verse 15, for this we declare to you by a word from the Lord. That we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. In other words, Paul is saying, according to the Lord's own word, and I want you to pay attention to that. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord. It's not something that Paul invented and put it in the, in the Bible. He got that revelation from Jesus. And he's saying, I'm declaring this. I'm declaring the word of the Lord unto you. Paul was affirming them why they don't need to grieve like hopeless people. 
The ones who were alive will not go before the ones who are asleep. So the dead will rise first. That's the order. And then we. Verse 16. The believers who are alive will see the sign of what is going on. Because when this is going to happen, we will notice. We will know the signs. So we are getting a heads up here how this is going to take place. We will notice the sign because during that time, there were some false words about the coming of Christ going around in the uh, time of uh, Paul and Thessalonica church. And nowadays, we can have that also. Many people predicted the coming of Christ, but till today, Jesus did not come. So we will know how this is going to take place. Verse 16. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Verse 17. Then we who are alive, who are left, will cut up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. So the signs of the coming of the Lord are clear. The Lord Jesus himself will come down. There will be a lot of noise. <laughs> the trumpet, the, tr the sound of trumpet, the voice of archangel. The dead believers will rise first, so casketed will open in cemeteries and go to Jesus. And verse 17, we have hope because we will meet the Lord face to face. What a great news. Kristen, um, let me read it again. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the lords in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. So the Christians who are still alive will be caught up with Jesus into heaven. Everyone will meet together. So you will, you will see your friends, you will see your uncle, you will see your grandma, you will see grandpa, you will see auntie, you will see uncle. We will all be together with Jesus. The coming of the Lord will take place all around the world. Everybody will see this. The whole world will see this happen. So it's not something invisible. It's something visible. Everybody will hear. Everybody will see. Everybody will smell the coming of the Lord. Church, we will not belong to the earth anymore. No more sorrow. No more pain. Many people will be surprised, but we will not be surprised because we know how it's going to take place. The meaning of the word um, caught up is to grab or seize suddenly 
as, uh, as something to remove, snatch, take away, to, to be snatched, to be or become seized or grasped hastily. Martin Luther said, um, this is a saying of Martin Luther, um, he said, um, he only had two days on his calendar, today and that day. And I hope that you will put that day on your calendar. Even though you don't know, but, you know, be prepared. Be prepared. Make sure you are prepared on that day. Church, believe it or not, Christ is coming back. He's coming back. It is real. It is written. It is something that our Lord Jesus himself declared. Listen to what Jesus says, says in um, John 14, 2 and 3. In my father's house are many rooms. If it weren't so, if it weren't so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may always, always be. So Jesus already went to prepare that place for us. So make sure you are ready to be in that place with Jesus. What is the purpose of all this? Look at the phrase in verse 17b is the answer. To meet the Lord in the air. To meet with Jesus. To have an encounter with Jesus. To see him face to face. I'm excited, church. I don't know about you. I'm ready for the day to come. And I hope you too. Can I have an amen? amen. Okay, thank you. <laughs> it is an encounter with Jesus, not with Ed. We will meet him. And this is the cherry on the cake. Because it's the beginning of eternity. Verse 17c. And so... We will always be with the Lord. Church, this is not something for a moment. It's for always, not for a second, not for some minute, not for some day, not for a month. We will be always with the Lord. We will be with Jesus forever and ever. Both that and living Christians will return to heaven with the Lord. Not only to enjoy continuous fellowship with him, but also to be saved from the coming wrath of the Lord. What should we do? How should we react? I can imagine the, the, the church back then receiving these words of Paul. How do they react? Paul gave them the last instruction. Paul is giving them and us something that we need to do. Paul says in verse 18, Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Encourage one another with these words. Which words? The word of God. The word that we have hope 
in Christ Jesus. Church, I want to encourage you. We have hope. In order for me to encourage you, I need to believe. In order for you to encourage another person, you need to believe the word of God. Do you believe that this will happen? Do you believe in all this? How is it shaping uh, you as a, as a believer? Do you believe in the gospel that the Father rose Jesus from the dead and that he's sitting at the right hand of God, the Father? Thank you for the response. I really appreciate it. I'm going to ask another question, and I appreciate the response. Are you ready if Jesus comes tomorrow or any day? I'm going to ask it again. Are you ready if Jesus comes tomorrow or any day? Are you in Christ? Are you sure that you are in Christ with both feet? Because all this is for the ones who believe, the ones who put their faith into Christ. And maybe you are not there yet. And I want to encourage you with this word to open your heart for Christ. Maybe you are coming here for a long time and you didn't take a decision yet to follow Jesus. And I want you to be part of the party. So please, open your heart for Jesus. So you can be part of the, the resurrection. Maybe you are one step in and one step out. So different category here. So the people who are not in Christ, the people who are step in and step out. So you, think you need to take a decision. Even you are in or you are out. Because you know now. You heard it. This entire month, we went through the book of Thessalonians. So we don't have an excuse, church. We need to take a decision for Christ. Maybe this is the day for you to put both feet in Christ Jesus and walk with him by taking a genuine decision. For those of us who are waiting for this day to come, be patient, please. Don't rush a thing. Be patient. I know you want to see your loved ones, but still, be patient. And continue to serve. Stay in the race. Do not give up, because the Lord will come. He will come. He's not delaying, but he's waiting for more people to know him. Amen. So, be patient. I want us to take a moment to practice right away verse 18. 
And I'm going to make two calls. Paul says, therefore, encourage one another with these words. And we want to encourage you. Um, I'm so sorry, maybe you, you just um, lost a loved once. And if you are grieving and mourning, we are here for you. We want to pray for you. That's the first call that I want to do this morning. And the second one, if you know anybody in, his, in this room who have lost a loved ones, approach that person and encourage that person. Can we go ahead and do that for a moment? First, the people who are mourning and grieving and who cannot deal with the lost, can, can you come and, or can you stand up where you are and um, we will pray for you? Do we have somebody here this morning? You are not alone. You are not alone. We are with you. Jorge, can you please pray for... Is there anybody else? Don't go home. Don't go home like you came. And it's, it's hard. We understand it. That, that's why we want to give you this, this opportunity and the attention. Go ahead, brother. Heavenly Father, we, we pause and we, as we hear your words, your words of hope, words that you've written down in your very word. Thank you, Lord, that it is your word that infuses life to us. There are some of us who are doubting about this. Please approach one of the pastors so we can walk you through, through this. Um, and the third thing, if you know anyone in this, in this room, please go to somebody and encourage that person that there is hope in Christ Jesus. Let's do that for a minute, and uh, I will um, finalize with a song, if you want me to hear to sing it this morning, okay? Approach somebody that you know that, that's in a difficult situation of the lost. Of a loved ones. Father, we want to come before you with uh, our brothers and sisters who lost a loved ones, and we, we want to pray, Father, for your grace and for your strength. Help them, Father, to continue in this journey, Father. Whatever the circumstances are, that you, they will feel your experience, they, they will experience you, Father, working through their lives. And Father, bring consolation, please, in their heart, in their mind. 
We ask you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray.